0: Looking to fill somebody with your glory this morning and so we thank you today we thank you God because you are more than able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think or anything that our mind can comprehend because you are Lord and because you are Lord it is your desire to move on the behalf of your people God, we don't speak struggles. God, we don't speak suffering. God, we speak opportunities. All those things that we're going through right now is an opportunity for us to give you glory. It's an opportunity for us to praise you, for you to show your wonders once again in our lives. And that's why we thank you. We thank you for the highs and we thank you for the lows. We thank you for the good times and we thank you for the bad times. Because you're God of all. <laughs> because you are God of all. Even if I go down to the depths of hell, you are there. Even if I go to the heavens, you are there. Even if I go through my trials, you are there. When I find myself in the fire of life, you are there. And it's sometimes that you want me to go through the fire so that you can truly reveal yourself. So, God, I ask for fire today. I ask for battles today. I ask for resistance today so that I could press for it, so that I could push for it, so that I can know that by you I have the power to overcome the enemy. And if I have the power to overcome the enemy, I have the power to overcome the grave. That can't hold you, brother. That can't hold you, sister. The grave can't hold you, brother. The grave can't hold you, sister. Because he's conquered it already. And since he's the conqueror, he's made us more than conquerors. And since we're more than conquerors, we come this morning to praise and to magnify and to glorify his name in jesus name we pray amen
1: oh let's position ourselves for god to move let's seize the opportunity for god to move into this place we've come to worship him we've come to praise him And I don't know about you, I want to position myself, my hearts, every ounce of my being to receive what God has in store for us this morning. I want the windows of heaven to open up and to pour out a blessing amongst us. And I've got to prepare. I've got to position myself. I've got to seize this chance for God to move. These altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we will pray for you. But God is in the house, and God is so anxious to reach out to you. God is desperately calling and reaching for you this morning. Let's receive what he has. Let us sing unto the Lord. Jesus, move into this place. Appreciate Jesus in the house in your own way, in your own personality, from the cry of your hearts. Just appreciate the lover of your soul right now. God is trying to work into the atmosphere, God is infusing in our praise because He inhabits the praises of His people. And God wants nothing more for us to encounter him here this morning, to interact with him this morning. And some of us, our pain is louder than our desperation for God. Our emotions are louder. Why don't we put that into submission here this morning and trust God and remember everything that he has brought you through, this every journey and every trial and every tribulation and every testimony. Bring in a remembrance right now of what your God has done. If he's done it before, he will do it again.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. I pray for Thank peace you, into the atmosphere right now. I pray, I pray for a service that is conducive to Him encountering us and us encountering Him. Oh, God, move into this place. God, fall into this place, Jesus. That spirit of distraction, a distraction of emotion, a distraction of our thoughts, and let it just be liberty into this place right now in the name of Jesus. God wants to break this service wide open. He wants to invade this place if we would just let go. And some of you, you don't have words to your desperation. You don't need the words. Just open your heart and let it be a heart desperation and a heart song here and watch your God move and let the wonders uh, begin to flow into this service. And somebody right now, just begin to clap your hands. Uh, I clap my hands anyhow. Everything is falling apart, but clap our hands, holy people. And somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Uh, I celebrate my God anyhow, no matter what is going on. For he is worthy to be praised. Oh God, have your way in this place. Descend to this place in Jesus' name. of praise this morning to the lord that giveth and taketh away blessed be his name when we praise him anyhow we bless him when we worship him anyhow we bless him when we submit to his word and his precepts we bless him when we trust him with all our heart and lean on on our own understanding we bless him and somebody just bless him right now in the sanctuary Because he has been so good to us. He has been so kind to us and faithful to us. Amen. We're going to continue to worship our good, good God. These altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we will pray. Amen. Good to see everybody this morning. Let's continue to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Good to know that our God is a friend that sticking closer than a brother. Allow me to try to encourage somebody this morning. The silence that you are experiencing is not definitive of the absence of God. Meaning, though it may be silent for you now, there may not be immediate answers, but that does not mean that God is absent. Amen. That silence is not absence. That lack of actions is not absence. God is saying, trust me, I am with you. He's right in the midst of your prayers. He's right in the midst uh, of your faith. He's right in the midst when you call his name. And God wants you to trust him. So here this morning with me, it says, when two or three agree on one thing, let all things be established. Will somebody... Somebody agree with me that God will bless, even though it may not be now. It may not be right here and right now, but it is coming. Right now, can somebody celebrate with me? Can somebody believe with me that God will deliver? God will restore. God will recover. God will make all things new. God will bring me to the valley of the shadow of death. Can somebody believe with me for the healing right now in the name of Jesus? Somebody believe with me. I just sense such a heaviness in the atmosphere. And this is your morning. And this is your time right here and right now for God to be so prevalent in your life. That answer is not immediate, but God is working on it. Mm -hmm. If you pull back the layers, you see the hands of God. God is right in front of you. If you would just pull back the distractions Mm -hmm. and see God work. There was a man by the name of Abram that was very, very old at the time, along with his wife Sarai at the time. And they were, they were told that they would have a promise, a child, and they had to wait. And God is saying, you may wait, but I am here. This is your morning. This is your morning. You could just sense it. Sister Simmons, I, I sense it. So much heaviness in this place. Jesus, have your way, God, in this place. Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, you could return to your seats. Amen. If you're praying, please continue to pray. So good to see everybody this morning. Our God is so good to us. And God has been so good to you over these years. And we can never forget what God has done. So good to see my friends. So good to see my church family. Amen. Our bishop is up in McKinney, Texas, preaching for Brother McCauley with Sister Wyatt and Titus Brown. Please, Please be praying for traveling mercies as they return this evening. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask Brother Hillman to come and make announcements. We have a lot going on in our church. Amen. And I really. Really love all the fellowships that we have coming up, bringing us together and binding us together as a church family. Brother Hillman, please come.
3: Can the church say, Praise, Praise the Lord? Come on, we can do better than that. Praise the, Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Praise God. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Now, in the way of our announcements uh, today, at 4 p.m. we have an hands of praise, of practice. So those of you that are involved with that, please be here today at 4 p.m. And uh, the academy students, they're going to have a presentation. So uh, they need to be here at 5.30 this afternoon. Amen. Um, also, we want to remind our veterans that we Having a veterans outreach, and we have a little gathering, and that's going to be September twenty seventh at six uh, p.m. Amen. Um, also coming up is our state conference. That's going to believe it's going to start on the sixth, seventh, and the eighth of October. Amen. So uh, be and mindful of that as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, the 6th and the 7th, anyway. But you can come out on the 8th if you like to as well. Alright. Also, we uh, we don't want to forget our potluck that we having. That's going to be October 30th. And once again, we do have a sign-in sheet outside where you can sign what, uh, what you want to bring. Praise the Lord. And then the next day after that, which is be October 31st, We're going to, at 5 p.m., we're going to have a fall uh, festival. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're looking to have a good time with our youth. Amen. And as well, at that time, praise God, of that day where we can celebrate um, and fellowship with one another. Amen. And do it in a godly manner. Can you say amen? Amen. Also, we're still looking forward and... uh, conducting a ladies retreat i don't know how's that going on but that's going to be um november 11th uh through the 12th amen so uh sisters and uh keep that in mind amen put that on your calendar to attend that ladies retreat praise the lord amen um also um we want to uh, announce our services as well. We don't want people to forget the order of service that we have uh, on Sundays. We have, a course, at 10:30 our Sunday school start. And I don't know about what the sisters got going on next door, but the brothers over here we be having a grand time, Amen. Responding to the teaching of the Word of God, Amen, and receiving what God have us have us to hear. We able to anticipate and ask questions and things and we just have just a great time. Today we had 15 brothers attend our Sunday school service today. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So some of you brothers that don't attend our Sunday school service, you need to get with the program. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let God bless you. Amen and anoint you. And uh, you can grow, either, even in our Sunday school lessons, you can grow. You can receive the word of God, and that will help you out. Amen. I'm going to use Brother Anthony for a minute. Brother Anthony told me a couple of weeks back, he said, man, I had no idea that uh, Sunday school was, list, was like this. I just enjoy the teaching that I receive from you all. I'm going to try to make Sunday school as much as I can. That's what Brother Anthony said. <laughs> Amen. He's a new convert. He's a new convert. Amen. Praise the Lord. So make our services Sunday school at 1030. Our service at 11 o'clock. Amen. And also our evening service at six. Praise the Lord. Wednesday, we have service at seven. Amen. But before that time, keep in mind, we always have prayer. So you can come early enough to pray before we attend our service. Please do so. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we're going to receive our our, our offering this morning, our, our ties and our shekel offerings. Okay. Also, um, we have a ladies' fellowship Friday. I'm backtrack here. Ladies' fellowship going to be Friday, September twenty-third. That going to be the sixth and the eighth. Uh, what time? Sixteenth? Oh no, you got to get twenty-third and it's, uh sixth to eight. Okay, we got it. We good okay and sister Vicki, Vic, Vic <laughs> can you say her name sister Vicky she's responsible for that amen so please get with her uh, in regard to the ladies fellowship september 23rd amen praise God
1: sister amen. Vicky would you be so kind as to share out the fellowship I'm just gonna put you on the spot
3: mm-hmm Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. We're going to receive our, our our tithes and our shekel offering, Amen. And I'd like for a brother to come and receive this. After we receive our offering, our brother Scotty's is going to come and give us some words of encouragement. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this time you're able to participate in this part of the service, please do so. If you have an offering come up, if, if you are unable to make it up here and Want to sit and this chill? Amen. Someone will be round to pick up your offering. Amen. And, and no. Praise God. Amen.
1: Amen. I appreciate Brother Hillman, uh, Brother Charles, Roger, beating me to the punch. As we are finding our seats, I was about to announce that we are going to ask Brother Scotty to come and to give our biblical character of the week, Or, amen character, as our bishop has said, is vital in importance. Character is the substance of who we are. And that is what we are identified as, as our character. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to ask Brother Scotty to come. He's been doing an outstanding job. Appreciate, brother Scotty. Amen.
4: Good morning, sir. Church, morning. Church? Morning. sir. Have some on Pastor John there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start today just kind of a little different. I'm going to read from the Word. Start off. And then go from there. Uh, I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, if you want to follow along. Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Today's character trait I'd like to talk about is determination. Being determined means proposing to accomplish God's best regardless of the opposition. Uh, The word determined A a, a slight definition is firm or fixed intention to achieve a desired end. The Hebrew boys had quite a dilemma on their hands. They were faced with a fiery furnace had they not just kneeled before Nebuchadnezzar. But they determined at that very moment they were not going to follow after that, that they were going to do what needed to be done. They very well could have fell to their knees and gone through the motions that Nebuchadnezzar placed to them, but they were determined to follow the will of God and not to worship some man or some idol. They were going to make sure that they stood up for what was right. They had no idea what God was going to do. He had no idea that God was going to deliver them from that fiery furnace, but yet they still went through it. They didn't know what the outcome of that was going to be, but they were determined to follow God and follow what God had for them. They knew that God was the only one that was worthy of our worship, that he's the only one that we should kneel down and hold higher than ourselves. We must have that same made up mind to follow after the word and the will of God no matter what we face in our daily lives. <laughs> this is not in my notes, but after this service this morning and after the Sunday school this morning, determination is something we all have to face. Today, after the move of God through the service this morning, We have to be determined to continue to follow after the move of God as it happens. We have to be determined to push forward and continue to try to reach and try to accept what's happening at the moment. We have to be determined that we're going to do what needs to be done in order for things to change in our lives. Because if we're not determined to try to change things, we're going to sit and we're going to have nothing change. Nothing was going to make a difference until we're determined that we follow after God. I'm very thankful for this morning service. Very, very, very thankful. Another example of of determination is Paul, one of the greatest apostles. Paul had a life that was extremely great, had had everything going his way as one of the Pharisees and decided that he was going to follow after God. He was determined to show others what God had done for him in his life. He was determined to share the gospel of Christ with the whole world, determined to go through shipwrecks, determined to go through stoning, through hanging, through stretching, through so many physical attributes and physical things that he was determined that he was going to still go forth and spread the word. These two examples are just exactly what we have to do, exactly how we have to be willing to stand up. We don't always know the outcome. We don't know what's going to happen when we speak to that person that we meet in Walmart. We don't know what's going to happen when we share God with our coworkers. We don't know what's going to happen if we stand up for what is correct, even with our fellow church members, our saints of God. Even we know we don't know what's going to happen if we stand up for God, we have to know that the ultimate result is good. No matter what happens, all is well. We have to be determined to stand up for what is right. It will always please God, always. If you are unable to see the effects now, just know that there's going to come a time that we will see those effects. We have to be determined to go through these fires of life. We have to choose the integrity and the courage to face all of life's trials.
1: Amen. Amen. Determination is what drives us in this walk with God. I am determined to hold on to Him because I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to be there with Jesus. I'm trying to reach His promises. And we have to be determined no matter what is transpiring in our life. Thank you so much, Brother Scotty. Amen. If you feel comfortable in doing so, we're going to stand to our feet. Amen. To honor the Word of God. We're going to be reading Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12. And this chapter is the home of the driving force of our apostolic faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. We know the book of Deuteronomy. Moses is fixing to relinquish his ministry and pass it on to Joshua. They're about to go into the promised land. And the book of Deuteronomy is basically a reminder of everything that they've been through and preparing them to go into the land of Canaan and to obtain the promise. But this scripture really stands out to me every time I read it. Then beware. That's a forewarning, isn't it? That's a preparation, being preventative. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we put our Bibles down? Let me close our eyes and lift our hands and just focus on God, just us and God, not the person to our left and right, because it's God that gets us to glory. Lord God of Jacob, we thank you for your mercy and your grace, and we thank you, God, for this journey that you have placed us on and all the abundance, abundance, wonderful things that you've done in our life, every testimony, every memorial, God, every wonder that you have demonstrated in our lives. God, help us to not forget God, to have the determination to continue to serve you no matter what transpires, who falls to our left or our right. We have the determination to continue on, God, seeking glory, seeking salvation in the name of Jesus. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. Here this morning. Amen. You may be seated. I like to preach this particular thought. Lest thou forgets. Lest thou forgets. Lest is unless, but it means to be prepared, to be preventative in the old English. Thou means you in a formal sense. Unless thou forgets. And the children of Israel had come to the end of the 40 years of the wilderness, and this scripture was spoke and uttered by Moses, reminding them when they go into the land flowing with milk and honey, what they have been determined for 40 years to obtain, to not forget God. And we're going to go into the specifications of forgetting God, because it's more than just forgetting who He is. It's everything that comes with it. Amen. And we've got to be careful not to fall into this warning that has transpired for Moses To us today, not to forget God. Beware, lest thou forget God, who has delivered you out of the house of bondage, which was sin. Who robed himself on flesh and went to Calvary to deliver you from that house of bondage. Amen. It is important that we remember that it's like that old statement. If we forget history, we are doomed to repeat it. History prepares us and gives us a reflection of our presence and to prepare us for the future. We cannot forget our history. We cannot forget our journey. The good And the bad. Now, I'm not saying dwell on the past to such a sense that we hold an animosity from years ago. That is a spirit of unforgiveness, and we know that we, when we have that spirit of unforgiveness, God cannot forgive us. We must pray for those that despitefully use us. Amen. But we can't be so dwell dwell so much on the terrible things of the past because it bursts that unforgiveness and that resentment. I remember going to Middle Eastern countries and dealing with tribes and certain sects of Islam that have animosity from hundreds of years ago. And they never experienced what happened between two of them. They fight on what happened hundreds of years ago, even though they never experienced it and it bursts unforgiveness, and it bursts resentment. We've got to be careful how we utilize our history. We've got to be aware of the good, and we have to be aware of the bad. But our history should not define us, but refine us. Amen. The good and the bad, whether it's the mistakes, whether it's the mountaintop, it should refine us, but not define us. Amen. But unfortunately, there is a movement to birth a sense of unforgiveness in this country. Amen. Don't dwell on the past, otherwise, it will rule you. Take the past to teach us about our present and our future. Amen. That's the refinement, not to define us. Amen. I think about what happened 21 years ago today. I can't believe it's been 21 years already when two planes from a terrorist group flew into the two towers in New York City, and thousands have died, and it propelled us into a war on terror. And those that were alive at the time, and there are many here that were not alive at the time, I remember what I was doing that day. I was sitting there fresh out of basic training, fresh out of AIT, reporting to my first unit in the United States Army. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's not about the college money anymore. And how the world changed that day. I would say, dare I say to say it, Elder, that was probably the most unified we were at that time. Too bad that people forget history. They forgot. Amen. And we have a mentality that happens on that day where people dismiss the severity of what happened. That... Americans were attacked on their own soil. We've even had some people say, some people did some things. I think it was a little bit more than that. And that's what happens when we forget our history. We forget our journey. And there is a sense where we are not approaching things with caution. We're not approaching things being analytical and reflecting it. Our past should refine us and mature us. We are on a journey, but if we are not careful, we forget where God has brought us from. Amen. We know that the children of Israel had this forewarning, but the children of Israel spent 400 years in bondage by the hands of the Egyptian, and generation after generation was crying out for a deliverer, and God delivered them out of the hands of the Egyptians. They saw ten plagues, and they experienced the Passover. They saw a cloud by day and a fire by night. They saw the Red Sea part. They saw uh, Pharaoh's army being decimated in the Red Sea. And three days later, they started complaining and griping and murmuring. But if we're not careful, that's what we become. We forget. Lest thou forgets. Forgetting... God's wonders. Forgetting God's testimonies. Forgetting God's deliverances. Forgetting what God has done in our life. And it wasn't just them. You know that I've been guilty of that. Let's just be transparent. We're human beings. This walk with God can be a struggle at times, and our flesh rises up. Man, does it have to be like that? And then God reminds me. Didn't I part the Red Sea for you? Oh, Thank you for reminding me, Lord. The great prophet Elijah called down fire on Mount Carmel and embarrassed 450 prophets of Baal. Amen. King Ahab and even Jezebel got upset and were embarrassed because God demonstrated the God that answers by fire. 450 prophets of Baal were killed by Elijah. What a victory. But a few days later, a letter came. From Jezebel, how dare you embarrass me? I'm going to kill you. And Elijah, who just called down fire. I mean, just called down fire. Just took a nap while the prophets of Baal were cutting on themselves and screaming. And then woke up and embarrassed these prophets in the name of the Lord God of Israel. But he forgot. And he hid in a cave. If we are not careful... We forget what God has done in our life. And we rescind into a cave that we were never meant to be. But it took God telling him to come out of the cave. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. I'm not in the wind. But I'm in this still small voice. And if we are not careful and we've been there, we rescind into a cave like in Elijah And if we're not careful, we become the children of Israel. After miracle, after miracle, after provision, after provision, after blessing, after blessing, they forget their God. Amen. We know that in the book of Judges, that's the entire narrative. 300 years of Judges. They knew God. They loved God. And then they forgot God. And then there was the consequences that came with it. Amen. We knew that it required those judges to deliver them. The book of kings. Let me ask you, the northern kingdom, how many good kings were there? No kings loved God in the northern kingdom. Judea or Judah had some good kings occasionally. But after David... And even Solomon, who God blessed, forgot his God, bringing in, in the concubines and the wives and these foreign women that brought in their idols, and they begin to erect idols that God told them not to. What an abomination? How can that happen to the wisest man ever? Because he forgot. And it cost them the kingdom in the long run. It cost him his bloodline, his family, in the long run. It divided a kingdom in the long run. It led them into exile in the long run because he forgot. If we're not careful, we're doomed to repeat our history. Amen. Psalm 78 78 is 58 verses, I believe. Of this narrative, starting how God delivered to what God had done. No, you're not reading all 52 verses, Evan. Don't you worry. She was ready with the microphone. But Psalm 78 is a capture of that narrative. God brought them from the land of bondage, from the house of bondage, from the land of Egypt. God delivered. God parted the Red Sea. This is what they did. And then they forgot. And then there was idolatry. There was heartache. There was bondage. God did all of these things, and they forgot. Amen. We know that when Israel fell or Jerusalem fell, the, the country or the kingdom of Judah fell in 586, and they were sent into exile with Daniel. Amen. With Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, which was their given Persian names. A majority of the people forgot their God. Amen. And then that time between the Old Testament and the New Testament, they call it the four hundred years of silence, because there was no God-inspired word. There was a few that remembered, like the Maccabees, who fought against the Greek and stood up to the Hellenistic ways of the Greeks. But four hundred years of silence. Now, is silence God's absence? No, He's there. But the people forgot, so much so that the so-called high priests were just political figures. They became politicians, Pharisees and Sadducees, who knew God's law, forgot God in such a time as this, when the fullness of time had come. What a perfect time for God to robe himself in flesh and to remind his people who he is and what he has done. Amen. When we forget God, church, it's more than forgetting who He is. Because a majority of Americans, in some form or fashion, believe in a divine being. Whether it's under Buddha, whether it's under Allah, whether they're agnostic, meaning that there's some higher power, whether they're New Age, whether they're supposed Christians. A majority of Americans believe in God in some form or fashion. But us as the truth bearers, when we say we forget God, because even many backsliders still believe in God. They know there's a God. But when Moses was warning them, Beware, lest thou forget the Lord thy God who has delivered you out of the hand of bondage, we forget his attributes is what he's talking about. We forget his characteristics is what he is talking about. We forget about him being faithful. We forget about him being the provider. We forget about him being the defender. We forget about what he has done in our life. We forget about the memorials. We forget how he has... Uh, brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light we forget that we were born again of water and of spirit we forget what God has done in this church we forget what God has done in, in our individual lives we begin to forget everything that God has done in our life this is what Moses was for warning the people don't forget your deliverer and what he did in your life because when it says I forget God I forget his precepts. I forget his commandments. I forget how he healed that cancer in my life. I forget how he delivered me from bitterness and anger. I forget how he delivered me from that addiction. I forget how he healed my family. I forget how he brought me out of the house of bondage, which was my own individual turmoil. I forget how he delivered a spiritual uh, deliver me out of the spiritual pharaoh's army. I forget everything that he's done. And what happens to us? What happens to us? We become full of doubt. And we're all susceptible to this. We see it with Elijah. That's the example that I gave. He physically saw a fire fall from heaven. When I went to Mount Carmel in Israel, I asked them, where's the scorch mark? And they just looked at me a nice try. But Elijah literally called down fire, bro. Literally called down fire, and one letter made him forget. And the letter from the enemy I'm going to kill you. And he went into hiding. And the enemy sends you that email, that spiritual email, that spiritual text message, that spiritual letter in the form of a friend or family or a coworker. And if we forget what God has done, we recede back into our cave. For a church to thrive, we've got to remember. For us to perpetuate in God, we've got to remember. What did the children of Israel do throughout all the Old Testament to remember? They built a memorial. And why did God command that? Because sometimes our long-term memory spiritually could be compromised. Sometimes if we're not careful, it's our short-term memory that's compromised, and we forget what God has done last week. I'm here to say if God has done it once, he's going to do it again. What God says he's going to do, he is going to do. His promises are yay and amen. Amen. We become ungrateful. We become unfaithful. And I use the word of God because there's nothing new under the sun. We had kings that forgot God. We had the children of Israel forget God, high priest forget God. It could happen to us. We become inconsistent. We become and are saturated with complacency because we forget what God has done. We forget who he is. And I'm here to encourage somebody, remember, God, how am I going to get out of this turmoil? Read the word. That word of God has those human stories of humans, God's beloved creation and the creator and how God has delivered them. Those aren't there haphazardly to make such a good narrative for you to read. It's there to be an example to lean on. As Brother Scotty was saying, it's a determination. Paul, when he went to Rome, he knew he was going to die, Brother Rusty. And he said, I'm still gonna preach for two years in Rome. And I'm gonna write some letters to encourage people thousands of years later later. He didn't forget. There's hope. When I repent, God brings a dash of remembrance. He begins to saturate you with remembrance of who He is. When I begin to trust and, tr- and submit to God, I have a saturation of remembrance of who my God is. We need to remember our memorials here this morning. We've got to remember the 12 stones sitting in the bed of the River Jordan. I've got to remember... That altar, that memorial of Jehovah Shalom, the God that is my peace. I built it so I can remember it. I got to remember my Jehovah Nisi as Moses and Joshua and the children of Israel built it. He is a banner over me. I've got to be like an Abraham. I'm going to build an altar and a memorial, my Jehovah Jireh, the God that sees and provides. I've got to remember. I've got to remember. And here this morning, we need to remember, God, how am I going to get through this trial? I want you to pray and to meditate. Read the word of God. If God has delivered me from this, that was much more severe, he's going to come out, and bring me out of the minor situation. If God can bring the children of Israel out of this, what can he do for me? If God can show his hand for all these leaders of faith like Hebrews chapter 11, what can he do for me? God, help us to remember. For the church to survive, we've got to remember these 20-plus years. I'm going to say it again. Now we're going to aim at new life. Many of you, we have come from all over the world to come to be the part of this collective. God has created this beautiful conglomeration. That means all different shapes and sizes and personalities. God has put us together just like a conglomerate rock. We has put us together as one people. That's a beautiful thing. But did we forget where he brought us from? I sure remember. I wasn't born in this. I remember receiving the Holy Ghost in my barracks room at midnight. And my roommate would have been freaked out, but that would have been okay. I remember being baptized in Jesus' name two weeks before I deployed to Iraq. I remember the things that I dealt with before the Lord God of Israel, dealing with alcoholism, dealing with addiction, dealing with bitterness, dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with pride. But God scooped us out. God made all things new. Amen. God delivered me out of my own house of bondage. I'm thankful for the wife that he has blessed me with. I am thankful for the children that he's blessed me with. I am thankful for what God has done in 20 plus years. But if we forget, history repeats itself. If I forget my history, I'm doomed to repeat it. Too bad that the forefathers in the book of Judges should have just Oh, yeah, two, two grandpas ago, they kind of messed up. I don't want to be like grandpa. Too bad the kings didn't remember. They were still erecting idols and altars and groves. Church, for us to survive, we've got to remember. Because if, if we're not careful, we forget and we become complacent. Amen. Can we stand to our feet here this morning? Can I have Evan on the keyboards? My wife's pulling security on my youngest child. Lord oh, God of Jacob, I pray right now that you just move into this place. Help us to just focus on you for just a few more minutes. It's you that is our hope is in. It is you, O oh God, that has done great and wonderful things. God help us to remember right now as a collective all the greats and amazing things that has transpired in our lives. I pray, oh God, that as a new life apostolic church, we remember the journey, God. God, down on Avenue B or Avenue D, God, coming, Lord Jesus, to Church Street, God, going to the tabernacle. God, coming to this place, God, in this building that you've blessed us with. God, the individuals that have stayed with us all of these years. God, I remember, Lord, the miracles, signs and wonders that transpired, God, in every year of this church, God. Lord, bring in a remembrance right now, God, how you have called us out of darkness into our marvelous light, God. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you help us remember. God, let this morning be a memorial of stones that bring recollection, God, to the history, Lord, of where you brought us through. God, I pray, God, that I don't repeat the history of what you have delivered me from, God, but I keep going on, Lord, being refined by this journey in the name of Jesus. These altars are open. For us to survive, we've got to remember. For this church to survive, we've got to remember where we've been and where God is taking us. Amen. These altars are open. Amen. We're not going to formally dismiss this morning. Remember, hands of praise four o'clock. Amen. Academy students, you have a practice for your evening presentation at five thirty this evening. So good to see everybody. May the Lord